You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody? Matt Derry with you on Locked On Lions. It is a Tuesday, August 10th, and Wednesday, August 11th. A game week again, Lions and Bills, Friday night at 7 o'clock on Fox 2 and the NFL Network for preseason game number one. It is Matt Derry on the Locked On Podcast Network talking Detroit Lions with you on our show today, brought to you by Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. And tell them Locked On sent you. Coming up on the show today, the Lions have a new kicker. They've made a transaction this afternoon. We will talk about the Zane train, Zane Gonzalez with Bo Brack from Locked On Cardinals momentarily here on the show. Also, the first unofficial depth chart is out uh, for preseason game number one. Any surprises? Who's starting? Who's not starting? And again, this is put together mostly by the media relations team, but they have an idea of what the Lions coaches are thinking. We'll go over that. And wouldn't you know it, Dan Campbell this morning gave some credit to Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. Yes, that actually happened today. We'll get into that on Locked On Lions on this Tuesday into Wednesday. You can follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions, also on Twitter. And we post the podcast each and every day. On the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. We told you yesterday about Saturday's open scrimmage at Ford Field and all the issues that the Lions had uh, with the kicking game, namely Matthew Wright um, and Randy Bullock, both both missing deep kicks, uh, uh, numerous kicks during the scrimmage. Many fans, many of the media uh, on Twitter were saying, oh boy, this looks bad because these kicks weren't even close. Well, today... Um, just hours after another missed field goal badly by Matthew Wright in the morning session in Allen Park today, the Lions have made a move. Matthew Wright has been waived, and Zane Gonzalez has been signed. Now, Gonzalez, the last two years, kicked for the Arizona Cardinals, but if you remember in 2018 with the Cleveland Browns, Gonzalez missed... Uh, an extra point and a chip shot field goal and a three-point loss or a two-point loss to the Saints in New Orleans in September of 2018. And the Zane train was let go by the Browns, cut, and uh, released that season. He then spent, like I said, the last two years in Arizona with the Cardinals and um, a year ago uh, just converted just 72% of his field goal attempts. And we're going to talk to Bo Brack momentarily from Locked On Cardinals about Zane Gonzalez. But now Gonzalez is in a fight with Randy Bullock, the former Cincinnati Bengal, who was signed as a free agent this offseason, um, to win the job. And to see. And look, this is a rebuild, all right? In the grand scheme of things, who the kicker is is not the biggest of deals. But still, when you go to bat, when you go to, to, to war every Sunday, you want to have the best weapons possible. And the Lions have a very good long snapper, a very good punter in Jack Fox. But the kicking game, at least the place kicker game, is a huge question mark right now with Matt Prater, ironically enough, ending up in Arizona. It's almost like the Lions made a trade. Matt Prater for Zane Gonzalez. But last year, 
Gonzalez um, really struggled with the Cardinals. It was the Seahawk game last year where he was like mobbed in overtime for hitting a 44-yarder, but he had missed a 44-yarder badly at the end of regulation to send it to overtime. So uh, he had a tryout recently in Tennessee with the Titans, but did not get signed. Now today he has been signed by the Lions and will basically battle with, with Bullock for the place kicker's job. For the last handful of years, Matt Prater has been fantastic. He has been so good, especially from 50 yards and out. So for this opportunity for the Lions to um, take this, seems like, pretty big step back and figure that either Wright or Bullock was going to win the job, neither did well in a scrimmage, a scrimmage on Saturday. Now with three preseason games coming up, we're going to see who's going to win this job. But neither guy, Bullock nor Gonzalez, are certainly at the level of where Matt Prater is. So keep an eye on this, um, that is for sure. What else does Zane Gonzalez do well? What what do the Cardinal fans and, and Bo Brack from Locked On Cardinals know about Zane? We're going to find out. We're going to do that coming up next. Uh, first, betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all of your sports action, baseball season's in full swing, and of course, we got preseason football Thursday, and then we get the Lions, a two-point underdog, on Friday against Buffalo. If you're betting on preseason football, you're really into it, all right? But you can do it and place your bets and do whatever you got to do at betonline.ag because they are the best. They get all the news, odds, and info for all your sports, including baseball here, UFC and MMA as well, and, of course, NFL and college football, which are coming up. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason. Go to the website now, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. You know, I can always count on this guy uh, in a pinch, last-second phone call today to let him know that the Zane train, Zane Gonzalez, is making its way into Detroit, host of Lockdown Cardinals. Our buddy Bo Brack is with me. What's up, brother? Hey, Matt, glad to join you, man. Glad to talk to Zane Gonzalez. <laughs> what? It's funny. So the, it's almost like the Lions traded Matt Prater for Zane Gonzalez. It's obviously not an even swap here, and the Cardinals went out and got Prater in free agency. But what should we expect here is he's going to battle for the kicking position with uh, Randy Bullock. You know, when the pressure is off, Zane Gonzalez can be very good. When the pressure is on, he's folded like a uh, like a beach chair. It's, it's it hasn't been good. It cost the Cardinals potentially. You know, depending on how you look at uh, lost games and, and kickers and where that falls on their shoulders. Zane Gonzalez missed some key kicks for the Arizona Cardinals last year that had them fall to eight and eight, and they're missing out in the playoffs. And I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I don't think he'd ever throw his former place kicker on the bus, but it cost him a couple times, one against the Patriots, once against the Miami Dolphins. But, you know, when the pressure's off and when he came into Arizona, a place that uh, he played collegiately at Arizona State and actually starred for the Sun Devils, uh, he was he was very consistent. But then there's also been spots, you know, when Cleveland, the team that drafted him, and then recently with the Arizona Cardinals where he's missed some big kicks that have cost his respective teams at the time. I think it was was it the Seattle game last year where he wanted an overtime and everybody loved him, yeah. but but it was the in the regular it was in the in the in regulation he missed the field goal that that they would have that they would have not even needed overtime. Was that right? 
Yeah, there was a couple situations, uh, that overtime thrilling win where uh, it might have been on his head coach at the time because Cliff Kingsbury called, uh, I think he called out the kicking unit on second down. And it was just an odd, odd scenario for any place kicker. And they would probably feel, uh, you know, a little unsteady going into it. And he was put in a weird spot there. But he missed a, a game tire against the Dolphins that really stands out. He was short and a 49-yarder, which is, you know, to me and you, that's, that's a long kick, but for an NFL place kicker, you can't come up short on a potential game-tying game, game tying field goal and cost the, the Cardinals. So, yeah, there's a couple situations where it, it definitely cost the Cardinals, and, and I, I think that they obviously made the right move in upgrading with Matt Prater, and I've never seen a place kicker get so much run as far as on social media as Prater is right now. People are losing their minds on, uh, on Prater and hitting these 60-yarders at training camp, and he's practicing on the skinny goal posts, and People are excited about it because they think that they can help elevate the Cardinals game. But as far as, like I said, with Gonzalez, I think, you know, when the pressure's off, he, he can be a very consistent guy. I mean, in 2019, he, he had over 88% of his kicks, and he was one of the most consist, consistent kickers that I could cover and watch at Arizona State. He was the first, actually, scholarship kicker in the program's history and lived up to it. Bo Baraka with us, uh, host of the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. We always love uh, talking to Bo. Um, you know, how did the Cardinals figure? And I know he got hurt at the end of last year, but was there like any chance he was coming back? Or was this like when they signed Prater, you knew it was a giant upgrade from Zane Gonzalez? Yeah, you knew it was, it was the writing was on the wall at the end of last year. They, they'd even brought in uh, Mike Nugent at the end of last season, and he was, he was in place of, of Zane Gonzalez, who was dealing with, I think he was a groin injury at the time. And, you know, it's it just down the stretch they just couldn't rely on him and it was it was just becoming you know he started the season off on a pretty good uh stretch and then just fell apart like the Arizona Cardinals offense did down the stretch and it was just not a guy that they can consistently rely upon he wasn't making the kits kicks the clutch kicks and uh it was costing the team too much and uh you know the stakes as we know they rise pretty quickly as a team that was three and 13 in 2018 just two years later you know, the expectations are that they make the postseason. They missed out on that. And, you know, a lot of that falls on the shoulders or the leg of Zane Gonzalez. So, you know, it's 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 kind of been the same story in two different stops for Zane in Cleveland and Arizona. So, you know, he seems to kind of – his early, early in his stints, he seems to get people's attention and, and does all the right things and, and contributes and is consistent and then kind of falls by the wayside at the end. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what the common theme is uh, that, that plays into him kind of having these ugly exits, but it hasn't ended well in Cleveland and it hasn't ended well in Arizona and, and both had injuries tied to it, but I think it's more so on, uh, on, on the consistency issues that he has in hitting big clutch kicks. Final thing you mentioned Prater before Bo, uh, so are already a legend there. I mean, I certainly the certainly the range is there. I know last year he struggled a little bit up in, in close, but it was always good from fifty plus. It seemed like, but uh, you know, I, I guess people are excited out there to have him, huh? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to show up to State Farm Stadium and see some matching tribal tattoos on fans' arms uh, <laughs> to match Matt Prater uh, to start the season. No, there's certainly there's there's definitely excitement, and I mean, this is an organization that hasn't had consistent kicking game for far too long and they they've been searching and they had Chandler Catanzaro and they had 
Zane Gonzalez, who had some hometown ties, but uh, they just never lived up to the expectations as these young these young kick for these young kickers. And I think that they just want you know an old veteran that they can rely upon who's made some big kicks in his career, and he certainly has. You know whether it's Denver, whether it's Detroit, uh, Matt Prater is a guy that. You know, it, the, the grass might not always be greener on the other side, especially with place kickers. You can never really kind of tell when they're going to fall apart. But Prater's shown that he's made some big clutch kicks, and I think the fan base is excited about that. Just uh, you know, his numbers are pretty similar to where Zane Gonzalez was last year. Well, always a pleasure, man. I always love uh, catching up. Thanks. Yeah, likewise. Bo Brack from the Locked On Cardinals podcast hosts that show, does a heck of a job, and uh, we thank him for giving us a little uh, insight on the Zane Gonzalez situation. Certainly the kicking game, at least at the uh, place-kicking spot, is a big question mark for this Lions team. What's the depth chart look like for Friday that was put out by the media relations staff? We will tell you coming up next. We're also brought to you today by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need, right? You don't want to do that. you got a computer. you got access to rockauto.com. That is where you need to go to get your auto parts. Why? It's simple. You save time and money when you use Rock Auto. You choose to spend like 30, 50%. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Don't. Go to rockauto.com. Their prices are always reliably low. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. All right? They've got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. We encourage you. Discover your auto part needs at rockauto.com. They are the best. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, a couple of things here on Lockdown Lions on this Tuesday. Number one, TJ Hawkinson left practice early today, and so we should have a bit of an update on that tomorrow morning uh, as the Lions worked out, of course, this morning. Secondly, the uh, initial depth chart is out. I don't think there's anything that is a huge surprise um, when you look at it, but you know, Levi Onzerike was taken in the second round, and Aleem McNeil was taken in the third round. Yet, Aleem, the big nose tackle, is listed as a starter right now on the Lions' defensive depth chart. Brockers, McNeil, Nick Williams, the three up front, the four linebackers, Trey Flowers and Romeo Aquara, listed as outside linebackers, Alex Anzalone and Jamie Collins, inside linebackers, and the cornerbacks, Jeffrey Okuda, Amani Oruarie, and the safeties, Tracy Walker and Will Harris. Not a big surprise there. Onzerike actually listed as a third stringer. Um, you know, no surprise, Jelani Tavai still on the second team. Um, Austin Bryant on the third team, Kevin Strong on the third team behind Jay Sean Cornell and Charles Harris. So not a real, not a really ton of big surprises, I would say, on the defensive side. And Nikel Roby Coleman, by the way, has been signed officially. Corn Elder already listed behind Roby Coleman and behind Mike Ford. That should tell you a little bit about what the Lions think about Elder, at least right now, as far as a backup cornerback goes. On offense, the starters. Wide receiver Tyrell Williams and also Brashad Perriman. The two tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and Darren Fells. O-line, no surprise, Decker, Jackson, Ragnall, Vitae, and Sewell. Um, and then DeAndre Swift listed ahead of Jamal Williams. And then Jared Goff, of course, a quarterback with then Tim Boyle and David Blau behind him. 
Um, backup O-line right now is Crosby, Bame, Brown, Stenberg, and Matt Nelson. And as T.J. Lang pointed out on Twitter today, Logan Stenberg might have had his best day at practice. He's been a guy that has struggled, and many have speculated might not be around and might not make the team. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown listed as a third wide receiver, or I should say third string wide receiver right now, behind the likes of Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas. And uh, earlier today, Dan Campbell kind of raved about what Khalif Raymond has done so far. We haven't really seen much from Tyrell Williams or even Brashad Perriman to sort of have any kind of an idea about you know major impacts yet from anybody at that spot. These three preseason games coming up are going to be huge for that wide receiver room. Absolutely huge. Uh, you know, Jamar Jefferson continues to flash as a rookie uh, running back. He's listed behind Jamal Williams. Not a real surprise there. But as far as the receivers go, I mean, I think Amon Ross St. Brown as a rookie is listed behind Quintez Cephas for now. But I would tell you, St. Brown has had a better camp than Cephas, who's had some injuries. But St. Brown is a guy that really has done very well. And again today got into it with Jeffrey Okuda in practice on a special teams drill with some pushing and shoving. That's the second time already uh, in training camp that St. Brown has gotten into it. First time with uh, Melifonwu, the cornerback, out of Syracuse, the rookie, and this time today with Jeffrey Okuda. St. Brown wants it, man. He wants to play. He wants to get out there. He can scrap. The question's going to be, can he get separation? Can he get open in the NFL? There's a reason why he was a mid-round wide receiver. He wasn't taken in the top three rounds for a reason. He's got a chip on his shoulder and has played very well, and I think that that is a, a, a nice feather in his cap. How great is he going to be right away? Some feel like, you know, we had Justin Rogers on a couple of weeks ago, and he's like, look, I like Amon Ross St. Brown, but if he's your number one receiver, you're in trouble. Others have said, you know, this guy could be a, could be a stud and a big surprise and somebody that really could flash uh, for this football team. So not a ton of big surprises there as far as the, the depth chart goes. What I found to be a very interesting surprise earlier today was the comment made by none other than Dan Campbell when he was talking about the team and, you know, um, you know what, what he has seen from training camp so far as they head into the first preseason game. And Campbell was talking about um, the character of the roster. And he actually said, credit Quinn and Patricia because, quote, there are no turds here, end quote. Meaning that everybody on this roster, you know, is doing uh, the best they can. There's no cancers. There are no turds, as Dan Campbell said today. He likes this team a lot. And when you're starting over, the last thing you want is any type of distractions. All right, you could argue that in Minnesota, with what's going on with Kirk Cousins and some of the COVID stuff and some of the vaccination stuff, that there might be a few turds there. Same goes for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. All right, you know, infighting on some other rosters. Deshaun Watson showing up to Texans practice with a hoodie on every day over his head, not even trying, and they're not even going to send him on the trip. He's the starting quarterback right now, and the Texans aren't even going to send him on the trip to Green Bay when Houston plays uh, the Packers later on this week. Those are the kind of distractions that are going on around the league. Lions, anybody talked about anybody being a bad guy or anybody having a poor attitude or starting fights or, or, or doing anything of that nature? Not at all. But to hear Dan Campbell actually mention the names 
of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia and give them credit the second time he's done this for putting this roster together of guys that are not bad guys? I mean, we went through what we went through here, five years of Quinn and three years of Patricia. But to hear their names come up from Dan Campbell, I guess from a standpoint of looking at, at, at the Danimal, he's a class act. You know, easily the replacement for Patricia could have been somebody that came in and said, I will never, ever speak the names of the people that were here before. But Campbell said, no, give these guys some credit. You think Matt Patricia ever mentioned Jim Caldwell by name? Never. Never. Because Patricia came in and tried to clean house with the culture and tried to change all these things. Jim Caldwell, honestly, they had a good culture. It wasn't about that. It was about wins and losses and maybe getting some more players. And maybe running some better schemes. So I give Dan Campbell a lot of credit for that. That's a class move. I, I just I cringe every time I hear the names Quinn and Patricia come out of his mouth. All right, thanks to Bo Brack for joining us today. Locked on Lions on this Tuesday. Back again tomorrow right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.